Welcome to Yoke Talk, a look behind the scenes at Yoke Youth Ministries. Yoke is transforming communities by mentoring middle school students, equipping young leaders, engaging local churches, and enriching local schools. And in each episode of Yoke Talk, we have a conversation with the people who are making that happen. Hey, Yoke family, Jonathan here. And I'm Eli. And we're back with another season of Yoke Talk. And as we were discussing things that we wanted to talk about this season, we just felt like we could not ignore um, this violence that's shaken our community and how it's impacting the kids that we serve. Yeah, as I'm sure that our our listeners will be aware, uh, four students from Austin East High School, including Justin Taylor, Stanley Freeman, Janaria Muhammad, and Jamarian Gillette, have all lost their lives to gun violence just since January. Most recently, Anthony Thompson was shot and killed by police after he was found on campus with a gun in his possession. And we think it's important to say that this is not an Austin East problem. It's not just an East Knoxville problem either. These are our kids and this is our problem and we wanna be a part of the solution. And we know that you do too. Yeah, you're exactly right, Eli. It's with that in mind that we're bringing you a series of interviews this month with friends and partners who, like us, have dedicated their lives to serving young people. We want to know what the issues are and how we can help. And we also want to know how God is already at work through our friends and through the ministries that they're involved with. So as we learn, we'll be praying for peace and for protection for our students, for our teachers, and for our community partners. And we'll be sensitive to the ways that God might use us to answer our own prayers. Mm, Well said. Now let's meet this week's guest. Joining me this week on the Yoke Talk podcast is our friend Lawrence Williams. How you doing, Lawrence? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. The first thing I want to do is just kind of introduce you. So, uh, what would you uh, what would you like us to know about you and your story? Oh, about my story. Well, I'm Lawrence Williams. Uh, I grew up in East Knoxville, Walter P. Irma, and, um, you know, came up in, uh, you know, came up in that street life, but in 2010, God had called me out of that life and brought me into the ministry to take back enemy hell territory. Hmm. I like that mission. What, uh, what led to that decision? What led to that decision? Oh, that, you know, to be honest with you, that was all guys doing. You know, <laughs> wasn't, none, wasn't none of mine. It was all God. But I'm thankful that, that uh, I'm, I'm, I tell you that I'm very thankful that he did call me because he spurred my life, spurred my freedom. And now, you know, I'm able to give back to the, to the young man that was going down the same path that I was going down. That's awesome. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what you do. I know your your ministry is called Safe Haven, but uh, I'm betting most of our listeners haven't ever heard of it. So tell us a little bit about what you do there at Safe Haven. Okay, Safe Haven is a <clears throat> is part of uh, a rural United United Ministries, and it's one of outreaches that that we do. Safe Haven is a uh, really we got three dimension of Safe Haven. We got the Safe Haven House. Uh, we're going to be starting up the Safe Haven Gym. And also, uh, we got 
got where we go out in the streets as well. The Safe Haven House program is for young men that's out there in, in the streets, uh, indie games and things like that. Uh, necessarily, they ain't really got to be in games. They can just, you know, uh, being, uh, as they say, at-risk youth or whatnot. And so we, we try to pr provide them a, a safe environment where they can come into, where we offer life skills, we have entertainment such as pool table, Miss Pac-Man machine, PlayStation, Xbox, computers, Wi-Fi, uh, things like that. We feed them. But most importantly, you know, we fellowship with one another because the thing about it is, is this. You can have programs and stuff like that, which is all, all good. But building relationships is the key. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> yes, it's, it's the key. And bringing them in, in her and loving one loving on them and then also um one of the uh phase that that we do you know that we go to to the streets because we do understand that a lot of the young men that's out here that's uh highly involved in gang activity may not never come to the safe haven house so therefore you know we do house visits with with them checking on, on them and also trying to let them know that there is a better way, you know, that there is is hope for them. Because a lot of the young men don't don't think that there's no hope. I had mm -hmm. a young man tell me one day that that uh there's no way out for them. You, you know, uh there's you know uh uh ain't no way out for them, you know. So they don't see, you know, they don't have hope. So what we try to do is give them hope and let them know that they ain't gotta live that lifestyle and that people do love them. That's amazing. I, I think I shared with you, uh, you know, the, it's been, it's been five or six years ago now, right after Xavion Dobson was shot, uh, Pastor Arnold put together that meeting over at uh, Overcoming Believers Church, and uh, <laughs> the stage was just filled with gang members and, and former gang members. Every, every story had one thing in common. They all said that they were drawn to the community. So uh, what you're talking about, building relationships, that's what we do at Yoke. Uh, but that's that's kind of what we're up against, right? Right, right. See, see, Jonathan, see, the thing is about, about meeting them where they at, loving them where they at. See, one thing about our program is this, that, and I tell people who work with us that we are not going to judge the boys. We're not going to uh, give up on on them boys, you got to be patient with them. And like I said, love them where they at. And also, you, you know, uh, holding them accountable and teaching them things because a lot of the kids or, or young men don't know nothing about accountability. They don't know nothing about authority figure and things like that. And so, uh, and a lot of times people like to judge the folks uh, the young young folks based on their past or based on stuff that they done heard and things like like that. So when when they come in into an environment where they where they don't feel comfortable, where they feel like that they're gonna be judged and things like that, for one they ain't gonna never wanna come come back. And then for two they're gonna put up a wall and uh, you'll never get nothing out of. So we we want them to feel comfortable. We we let them know that that there's no pressure on them because I know. Uh, still to this day, people still judge me. You know, they saying I'm doing this and I'm doing and I'm doing that. But at the same time, though, you know, uh, uh, I know, you know, I'm at an age now, at a point in my life where I don't worry about what people say. But at the same at the same time, these young men ain't there yet. 
So mm-hmm. therefore, you know, if people judging them and um, you know talking down on them things like that, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna help them. What it's gonna do is cause them to stay to uh, stay in these streets because they they feel like that they get more love in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <clears throat> your safe haven house is right there on Magnolia Avenue next to the uh, pilot station. So you're kind of right there in the middle of all of it, right? Yes, yes, right right in the heart of East Knoxville. I would like to hear from you. I think you've already mentioned uh, a few things. Uh, we're talking, of course, all this month about this issue of youth violence, particularly uh, in East Knoxville, but it's not just an East Knoxville problem. It's a city problem. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd like to hear from you what, what you think some of the issues are. I've already heard you talk about uh, issue of hopelessness, of seeing another way out. Uh, I've heard you talk about the issue of community and the importance of relationships. Uh, what do you think are, are some of the main issues that contribute to the, the growing uh, violence in our community? Well, you, you know, uh, it's a lot of things that, uh, you, you know, that, that, that cause it. But, but one of the main thing is, is this, that I I believe, and after talking to to the young men, see, this is the thing: you can't stop violence if you never, never have the kids that's in, you know, that's part of the violence at the table. See, you know, we can have all these stop the violence rallies, stop the violence meetings, and things like that, meeting with kids that uh, uh, that's not a part of the violence, and you still gonna have the same thing. But you're gonna have to bring the kids that's dealing that's in the violence, you know, get them to the table and listen to them out, you know, and hear what they got to say. See, because a lot of times these kids get, get picked over. People don't want to, people don't want to deal with them, but we always say, how can we stop the violence? How can we, how can we, we, we do this? How can, how can we do, 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 uh, do that when it concerns, you know, when it comes to this violence, but, but people do not want to, want to, you know, uh, get at the root. And if you want to get at the root, you got you got to get with the the young man that's in in the violence. And that's what we do, you, you you know. And I and I tell people, you know, and I welcome people. Come over here, stop by, you you know the safe haven house, you, you know, uh, and, and uh, get to know some of our young men. Listen to to what they are saying because we got young men over here from uh, Jonathan from uh, age ten. You, you know, uh, starting at 10 years old, that's in games already. You, you know, kicked out of school, uh, kicked out of school in games, uh, uh, kicked off the bus line, the city bus line, all of that. You know, one young man got assault on a police officer at 10 years old mm-hmm. as well. You, you, you know, so Therefore, then a lot of stuff you know that they hear at home as well. You, you know, when when parents tell us that that uh that they about ready to give up on on their kid and things like that, so you know, just think you know what they hearing at at home, things you know in that nature that takes the toll on a, on a young man too, and uh, that makes them being violent because if you feel like you ain't got that love and things like that, you you know you ain't gonna you ain't gonna have no you know, uh, if you ain't getting that love, you ain't gonna care about nobody. So a lot of these kids too, too, Jonathan, don't value their life. So therefore, mm. if they don't value their own life, then they're gonna value value somebody else's. No. So what we gotta do is 
is we gotta get them where they can, where they wants to value their lives and and and, uh, and value other people's lives. That's why we bring them in here together where they can love love or uh, get get the love and fellowship with one with one another because we believe if they fellowship with one another, they ain't gonna want to kill one another. Right. Yeah, it's it's not just about pulling them out of a bad situation. You've got to give them an alternative, something they can plug into, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, Lauren, I know you know that Yoke wants to help. We want to be part of the solution. And I, I know that the, the folks that listen to our podcast are looking for answers. Uh, they want to be part of the solution. What advice do you have for our listeners? How can uh, those of us kind of on the outside, maybe, uh, you know, most of us uh, listening to the podcast aren't even uh, familiar with East Knoxville, don't get downtown very much. What can folks do to be part of the solution? Well, you, you know, you know, Jonathan, to be honest with you, I tell people this. You may not can't get out there in the streets like, like we do, you know, but this is the thing. It takes resources to, to do a lot of things, you, you, you know, and I tell people, if you can't, if you can't be out there, you know, you can be, you know, you can help out out with your with your resources you can uh you can stop by sometime you, you know uh and just you know just letting them see because i t we tell the young men all the time y'all see us all the time you, you know y'all see us all the time but there's also folks that's behind the scenes as well that's you know uh that's helping y'all you, you know uh that care for y'all you know people that that, that gives us checks you know, help us out, you know, that's, that's helping, you, you, you know, we try to give these boys, because Jonathan, let me help you tell you something, we cannot, I can't tell a young man to stop selling dope if I ain't got no alternative for him, you know, so therefore, what we try to do is, we try to have something for them, now people will say, well, what about getting them a job, and that's true, and we do have companies wanting to work with us by giving them jobs, as well, but what we don't want to do is put a kid out there too quick and set them up for failure. Because we gotta understand the kids that we dealing with coming straight off the streets, right? They coming straight off the streets. You, you know, like I said earlier, they don't know nothing about accountability. They don't know nothing about authority figure and things like that. So, what we do up here, up here in the safe haven, is get them prepared, get them ready for that. And then, you know, when we feel like that they are ready, then we will transition them on to a job because if we put them out there too quick, think about it. If we if we send a young man to a job, he just come come straight off the streets, and we get him to a job, and the boss man say something to him, he gonna think that the boss man is fronting him, you, you know, dis, disrespecting him. Now they gonna be clashing and things like that. And then if he get fired, he gonna be like. Like well, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Lawrence, that job, that job thing ain't ain't for me. I done tried it. So what we done is we done set them up for failure. Now they back out there selling dope and things like that. And I tell people this: that when you out there in the streets, a lot come with it. Whole lot come with it. You know, when when you out there selling dope and things like that, a whole lot of stuff come with. It. A lot of these kids doing things that they really don't want to do. It's very easy for people on the outside looking in to try to judge them, but you don't know what the kids are going through 
behind the scenes, you know, at home. A lot of them home fronts is not not good. Not knocking their parents and nothing like that. Their parents, some of their parents doing the best that they can. You know, they, you know, are probably able to put food on the table. So the kids getting out here, you know, trying to make a living, you know, hustling, trying to help help the mama provide. Daddy may not not be in the home for whatever reason, maybe locked up, maybe whatever ever the case case may be. But the thing about it, so I tell people, look here. You know, if you if you want to help, you can always help with your with your resources. You, you know, uh, uh, where we where we can help these kids, where we can help you know sustain these kids by bringing them off these streets and things like like that. Also, uh, come in. You know, we welcome folks to come in. And uh, like I said, you know, get to know the kids, you know, talk to them, uh, just, you know, just hear them out. Uh, uh, can come and volunteer, turn some hours, you know, and they got to be that much time. You know, just any little thing, John, you'd be surprised the small, the small things do. Oh, man. Yeah, so we've got opportunities through Yoke for folks to get engaged. What I hear you saying is you've got opportunities uh, with Safe Haven, with your ministry, for folks to get engaged and actually make a difference through relationships. Yes. I want to hear, too, from you. Um, we're never hopeless, right? Right. So uh, what what's some good news? Where do you see God working? Where do you see the kingdom breaking through in your world? Oh man, the, the good news is, Jonathan, is that we have seen a tremendous impact in, in, the, in the boys' lives. You, you, you know, uh, uh, we have, you know, they, they, they come in here hollering, yeah, no, what, this and that. Now they, yes, sir, no, sir. They calling, asking us, you know, are we picking them up today? Are, are, are we going to pick them up? Are we, are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? And also, you know, that, that the kids, man, you know, we have Bible study up in here. Because one thing about it is we're going to teach them about, about the Lord. And uh, they're asking questions. You know, uh, when we have a young man tell us that that uh, he used to be in the game, but now since he's been, been part of the Safe Haven program, he's no longer a game member. You know, he, want, he wants to do do better. He he wants to change. Now we know that that he ain't gonna be able to change everything overnight, but little things. You see what I'm saying? Little things. You know when when a parent's calling us and telling us that they can see a difference in their child and things like that. And what we do is we tell them, man. You know that's all, guys. You know because I tell God every day. I said, Lord, you bring the young man that you want her because this is yours. You, you know, the Rural United Ministry Safe Haven Program, all of this is his. And we are seeing, we are definitely seeing an impact, you know, uh, that his hand is on this, you, you know, on a daily basis. That's good news. How can, uh, how can folks find you? You've got a website, right? Yes, yes. Got, got, got a world, uh, website. I think it's www dot world united ministries dot org all right any other way they can connect with you well they can connect with me at eight six five six six one two five three three that's uh my cell phone number or they you know are we at 3010 magnolia avenue 
Knoxville, Tennessee, 37914. And uh, if they send a check there, they got to put to uh, Mac, uh, 3010 Magnolia Avenue, apartment one. They got to put apartment one. Even though we got the whole building, still got to put apartment one. And you're just, you're just throwing your cell phone out there on the Yoke Talk podcast. You just trusting that we're all good people, man. Well, hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, this is the thing. Hey, I get calls all the time. So, you, you know, uh, the media that put my number out, out there. So I get, <laughs> I get calls all the time. Yeah. Some, some, some be crazy calls, you know, <laughs> yeah. I get it. And I'm, you know, I'm a bit boy. I can handle it. All right. Lawrence, can I uh, say a prayer for you before we close? Yes, sir. All right. Father, thank you so much for Lawrence and uh, for what you're doing in his life. Thank you for this uh, unique and uh, desperately needed call that you've placed on him to work with young men in our city. I pray that you would provide uh, for his every need. I pray that you would uh, protect him as he uh, goes about uh, the ministry that you've called him to. And I pray that you would bless uh, World United Ministries and the Safe Haven program, uh, we, that we would see your kingdom grow because of it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. Lawrence, glad you're in the neighborhood. Thanks for, uh, thanks for all you do. And thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yes, thank you, man. And appreciate you for, for your support as well. Absolutely. Really do, man. It means a lot. To learn more about Yoke, visit yokeyouth.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at yokeyouth.com.